1: Greetings! Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGrennan is directly across from me. He's a legacy career. Famous, legacy Hall makes of it Famer. Sound like
2: I just fell into the building and I, no one knows quite what to do with me. Oh, we have no idea.
1: This old guy came walking in here this morning. He's been coming in the door for 40 years, and he. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why, but he knows how to make coffee, so we appreciate that aspect of his uh, livelihood. Did you ever drink a lot of coffee here? No, I never drank coffee. No coffee, always soda. I do now. I drink coffee now, but not here. I remember once on your birthday, we gave you a giant soda can. Yes,
2: I recall (laughs) that. It was made out of a trash can, painted to look like a Pepsi can. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) I turned it into a burn barrel. (laughs) Oh, did you? Okay, I remember it was a... a, and a tribute to your many, many soft drinks that right. you would drink during the day. Shi- well, my, the
2: day. my uh, nephews and niece call me Uncle Juice because when I they were growing up, I always had a can of soft drink in my hand. They thought it was juice, so they just called me Uncle Juice. Okay,
1: UJ for short. No, 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 just Uncle Juice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so welcome on board. That is Joe. I think you see a perfect glimpse of him right then and there. So that is him. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer, so don't expect anything better than that today. And Mr. Rub Center is superlative in every way. He's on the other side of the glass, our producer. He's got a couple of days off, but he's uh, hired some able individuals to run the console while he's gone, so we very much appreciate that. We hope that he enjoys a couple of good days off. So, uh, that's rob center's story one of our listeners uh sent us a note related to police shooting joe we always said on um, you. if police get so excited that they fatally
2: shoot someone one unnecessarily perhaps they shouldn't be in the police force
1: all right. And this thoughtful email that we received, it's not the shortest one we ever got, but okay. uh, go ahead, Joe.
2: Dick says, on Friday, one of your callers was given somewhere between nine and ten minutes to regale the listeners of his theory on the mass shooting in Indianapolis. He stated that, because the shooter's name was being withheld, he couldn't be a white person. The liberal news media would have it out there immediately. Or if a black person, they would withhold it for several days. Or if the shooter was Middle Eastern, it would be a longer period until the name is divulged. So much for his theory. A 19-year-old white guy with obvious problems and among his victims, four members of the local Sikh community, monothe- uh, monotheistic religion organized in the 15th century, Punjab region of the Indian subcontinent, <laughs> no doubt of their skin color. The caller went on and on about the liberal news media, and Ben seemed to agree with the caller. As he told a complaining caller that the nine minutes was okay, so many good points were being made. The bottom line, many times Times the police or authorities withhold names involved in such incidents from the news media for a variety of reasons. I doubt that the color of the person's skin is high on that list. I understand that much of the news is biased, as are many of the callers to Talkback. Ooh,
1: Talkback. I, I watch that. That's right before six o'clock. Nah. On WNEP. I All right. don't. <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating. You, you really hear the true pulse of the nation when you listen to that. All right. Thank you for that email. Very much appreciated. Yeah, we did let one of our good callers. But he had 20 questions and six good points, and so that we thought that was time well spent. But, uh, hey, we invite anybody. Anytime you think somebody's talking too long up here, call us up. Interrupt us. Uh, get your points across. And what we'll they
2: don't see is that I often wave my hand at you, counting the number of fingers, because you go into a <laughs> trance over there there. <laughs> and listening to people or not yeah, listening, listening to Listening to people. Okay. All right, 1-800-799. You always say I'm the great listener,
1: but you become mesmerized by what people are saying. <laughs> it's like a, I call it the zone. All right, Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Please go right ahead.
3: Yeah, Joe, yesterday as you were leaving the air, you were saying about why you uh, you questioned why uh, universal background checks wouldn't be a good idea, something along those lines.
2: I think they'd be a good idea.
3: <laughs> okay. Now, Joe? Right now in Pennsylvania, we have universal background checks on all handgun sales, okay? Now, what happens probably pretty much every day or every weekend, for sure, in Philadelphia? People will get shot, people get murdered with handguns. Do you really think those universal background checks are doing any good right now?
2: Well, you know, you can make that argument, and I I think it's not a bad argument, but the problem is, you know, people keep saying common-sense gun control regulations. It seems to me that if they catch one person who might commit a murder with that gun because of a universal background check, maybe it's worth it. We saved a life. But we're not, we're not saving lives right now. People are getting these guns illegally in many cases, legally in some, and they're committing heinous crimes. And when the president says it's a national health emergency, I'm hard-pressed to disagree with him. I look at the numbers out of Chicago every weekend, and all they, although they don't attract the outrage that a black man being killed by a white cop attracts, it's still a crime, and as far as I'm concerned, that so many people are dying. So many young people, little girl shot and her dad uh, severely wounded, little girl killed. I find that unacceptable. And it was so with guns. And, and no one's going to run up to your car and stab you, I don't think. But, you know, and I could fire that gun from a distance. And if they have it legally, well, then I guess we just have to accept the fact that that's part of the price we pay for the Second Amendment. But if they've gotten the gun illegally or if they shouldn't have it or in the case of, uh, where was it, in Indianapolis, they didn't have enough evidence to hold that red flag hearing for the kid. You know, so we, we need to tighten up what we've got a little bit, and uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with having a universal background check.
3: But as your uh, example, Chicago, they have some of the, well, actually, I think they have the uh, string, most stringent gun control laws in the country, okay? You can't just walk in the gun. Actually, there is no gun shops in the city of Chicago, but for somehow, all these people get these guns. It isn't the law-abiding citizens going out and getting these guns. It's the gangbangers and criminals. So you think that they're going to follow any type of universal background check? Well, but,
2: they are if they go through a door somewhere and try to buy the gun. If they buy it right off now, the street, they in are. In Chicago,
3: there's no gun shops to go into well, to buy Well, they buy, buy it gun. elsewhere. Okay. Well, the, uh, the, and uh, the criminals don't care about laws.
2: Lori Lightfoot has made it perfectly clear that the problem is people bringing guns into Chicago <laughs> from Indiana.
3: <laughs> yes, that's her—that's her theory on things. Hmm. Okay, now there again, if a dealer in uh, because it is illegal to sell in one state across state lines handguns. Period. Federal law—it's against the law. So if there's a dealer in Indiana selling handguns to residents of Illinois. In general, they are committing a federal crime, and then they should be shut down for committing that federal crime. Well, if I follow okay, all the rules, there are what, laws
2: against it. Why, why would there be a law against me going to Maryland and buying a gun if I happen the gun dealer has a gun I want and it's at a price I think is better than I could get it locally? Why would that be against the law if I pass a back, background check?
3: you have to ask the feds all right now long guns is a different story rifles and shotguns are a different story you can go to another state continue contiguous state and purchase a long gun but handguns are not allowed for whatever reason that's a federal law
2: so uh, I, can't I don't go to maryland because
3: you know that was that was initiated years ago all right so if you you can go to actually you can go to another state and purchase a handgun what happens at that point is that dealer. We'll ship to a a dealer that you use in your home state for you to go to that home state and do the transfer, okay? So then it becomes a legal farm. It's like doing an online sale through gun brokers. You purchase the gun, the gun is shipped to a dealer, in your state, your local, wherever it's at, whoever you deal with, and then you do the paperwork like you purchased it in that. Store. All right. So take that okay? rule,
2: take that rule off the books, and replace it with a universal background check. I go into Maryland, I pass the background check, I get the gun, I take it home. Okay. I don't have to go through and all that's those. That's exactly hoops.
3: what happens right now.
2: So but you're not, answer- you're not answering my question. Dealer. But you're not answering my question. Why Why wouldn't that be workable? If I pass you're the background check, all right, where- but you're saying I can't go to Maryland and buy the gun without it being shipped back to a dealer here in Pennsylvania. That's- I'm That's saying,
3: law, and that won't change with their universal background But you're checks. missing my it point. It
2: won't change. I'm saying change it. Take that off the books <laughs> and just replace it with universal background checks. If I pass the background check and I'm in Pennsylvania and I'm buying the gun in Maryland, but I pass the background check, what difference does it make?
3: See, you're, 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 you're confusing that because in any dealership, any FFL licensed dealership, don't matter what state it is, you're still getting a background check. So there is no universal background check included in that. So if they change the law just to say that, like they did with it years ago, you couldn't purchase long guns across state lines. It had to be within state. But then they changed. I'm not sure when. I think it might have been '86, but don't quote me on that.
1: I'm quoting. So you. So then that allowed that.
3: But <laughs> so you're still doing the background check no matter where you purchase it right now when you purchase it from a dealer. Well, then what, what's your objection? The only thing they say universal background checks will do anything with is with, through private sales. Now, in Pennsylvania, we, and we already have with private sales with handguns because all handguns in Pennsylvania are registered. So if you want to sell it to Mark, you're, if you have a handgun, you want to sell it to Mark, you will go to a local dealer, you will do the background check on yourself, Mark will fill out the part that he's got to fill out, or you will, whichever part, to transfer the gun from one owner to the other, then that paperwork gets sent to the state police. So the new owner is on their registration as that. Now, that hasn't stopped crimes in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Wilkes-Barre, or any place else from people committing crime, has
2: it? So what you're saying is the answer is confiscation. Well, you can't prove a negative.
1: It's well, hard to see, say. In and that,
3: in that therein lies the problem, Joe. The only way universal background checks will work is with a registration, which it will lead, because the universal background check today, five years down the road, crime hasn't changed. People are still, you know, using them illegally, going out and murdering people, which is already illegal. So they'll say, oh, (laughs) now we need a registration so we know where these guns are going when they do this universal background check to make sure that it's done. So when they pick up a gun and they run the numbers on, okay, this gun is owned by Joe Schmo. Okay, but Joe Schmo doesn't own it because he sold it to Jim Smith five years ago, but it wasn't on a registry. so they have no way of proving that. Look at it' was I, done. I' so big then f- once that registry doesn't work, then they'll go ahead you know they get everything on a registry because they're happy and five years down the road when you know crime is still up, and people are still getting murdered, which is illegal again then they'll come after the confiscation. It's just a slippery slope.
2: Well, you might be interested to know that one of our listeners, while you were talking, Dick from Milton, just did a Google search and he says they found 34 gun stores in Chicago.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Well, it must uh, be stuff that you can sell but, okay. for legal <laughs> use. So there's 34 use. guns, but do you think the gangbangers are going into those gun stores and buying <laughs> their guns?
1: Yeah, they fill out the federal paperwork, and then they run as fast as they can. Listen, so, right, I, I,
2: right. I believe in the Second Amendment, and I believe it, it does protect people's rights to bear firearms, or own firearms. I don't want to take that away from them, but everything in life has some restrictions on it to, pr- to promote public safety. You can't just uh, drive drunk. You can't you can't drive if you don't have vision. I mean, there there are rules that are common sense rules that apply toward making yep. us all safer. But you're yep. you're saying, in effect, that everything that can be done about gun control has been done. But I can't accept yep. the fact that all these young people are being killed. We have a vested interest in, in this country in not allowing people to just be killed. Because they're in a gang, or because they yep. they diss somebody. I mean, that one's the one that gets me. I you disrespected me, so I'm gonna kill you. Uh, look at the number of deaths that have taken place, shot uh, with guns on on uh, road rage incidents. I mean, there've been several in the last two weeks. Yep. We, we got to do everything something. Ju-
3: everything, Joe. Everything you just said is already illegal. Laws against it. Everything, every bit of it is illegal. Well, it's okay, illegal so to rob a bank, too. It's, Ill- it's illegal.
2: It's illegal to rob a bank, too. That doesn't mean that we don't stop pu- putting in place things that make it harder for folks to do it.
1: Including sunglass and oh, hoodie oh, oh, restrictions.
3: But, but, Joe? What again are you doing? You're penalizing the law abiding citizen that has never, <laughs> ever done anything against the law.
2: So I'm a law abiding citizen. I walk into a bank with a mask and a bag <laughs> and, a <hoodie. laughs> and a hoodie. And a hoodie and you know.
3: <laughs> and at that point you become a criminal, Joe. And then that you negates all your rights to purchase a firearm, okay? But then we don't work in this, co- we, we ain't in this country as police thinking well this guy over here he might go do something there's been movies about that and ne- they never end well you know fault police doesn't doesn't end well okay.
1: Stan, thank you so much. Uh, Fortunately for you, and maybe for me, and not for Joe, there aren't ever going to be any additional restrictions on gun buying in the U.S. America won't stand for it. We say we want it, but we really don't. And when it comes to actually imposing it, of course, we have a meltdown. So I think you're... The
3: the problem uh, is, Mark, I don't believe that.
1: Right, I know, you keep telling me that. So time will tell, but I, I just can't see any, certainly any widespread gun restrictions being imposed in the U.S. America's not ready. So maybe if we had a mass shooting every day, oh, wait, we already do. Well, maybe if uh, AR-15s could be easily transferred without any background check for one person, uh, never mind, they already are. Well, anyway, so unless things got really at of. oh, wait, they already are. Well, in any event, no new restrictions every, are be imposed. And everything that
3: you're talking about is, is already, already illegal. Illegal. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: It's all illegal. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, there's right. even a
2: list. Of, you know, if you if you happen to Google it, there uh, Yelp has the top ten best gun stores in Chicago, in Chicago, Illinois.
1: Well, they could be selling rifles that are for other uses. No, one of, them or... is, one of them is called Chuck's Handguns. I think <laughs> it probably it's illegal okay. to carry a gun. It's probably so, like New York City—you can buy one, you just can't carry it. Uh, so, know.
3: so, so the guns. Okay, so there's gun shops. I was mistaken. Everything I've read, there is none. But anyways, regardless, there's gun shops in Chicago. Okay, <laughs> so if all these gangbangers and all those criminals are getting handguns from whatever it was, handguns, don't you think they'd shut them down? Because every now and then they collect these guns, you know, they find them in the scene of the crime or whatever, and they run serial numbers on. All those serial numbers can be traced back to a gun shop from the manufacturer. But
2: if they were purchased legally, why would they shut them down?
3: Ah, but if they they were purchased legally, you think they're going to go after the, the guy that, you know, bought it?
1: All right, because we got you. Thank well, you so much, Stan. Thank step, you.
3: There's, there's, there's a system. There's a system in root
1: steps. We need more law enforcement. All right. Thank well, you so much.
3: Well, that's mu- it. Enforce the laws that are on the books and see what happens. Existing laws. When law. you don't enforce the laws on the books, you get what you get now in all these major cities, anarchy. All
1: right. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Stan. Thank you so much. We really appreciate Thanks. you calling in. Very helpful well, to get us started. Stan was on the
2: phone for quite a while uh, beyond the normal time limit, but let me ask you this. What gun laws are not being enforced? I keep hearing this. We need to enforce oh, the ones boy. on the
1: books. Which ones are we not enforcing? You know who's going to call us back now, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm well, just curious. I, I, we do know that individuals who do a false uh, background check, and uh, often that's not prosecuted. It goes through a county system, and it's, it's just like it's a co- prosecuted
2: co- around here. Co- right.
1: Some are. There's no argument there. But it's not universally prosecuted. So that would be uh, one law that's not being enforced. There are most likely handguns that are being sold from individuals. I would assume that's not being enforced. And and of course how do you enforce that? In other
2: words, if I you and I are sitting in this room and you're packing as usual and I say to you Mark I'll give you 150 bucks for that gun you got and mm-hmm. you say okay here's my gun and I get the <laughs> give you the 150 bucks.
1: How okay. is someone going to enforce that? I'm going to switch to open carry and then you're going to be surprised.
2: Yeah, I bet I All would right.
1: be. All right, what gun laws aren't being enforced? Uh, Joe wants to know. One 795 9565 on the Mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com toll free line open You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Well, we're checking on an ultra-liberal website uh, do universal background checks work to reduce gun violence. And it says, research is mixed as to whether universal background check requirements can reduce gun violence. Some studies have found it can reduce violence and violent crime generally, but other researchers found these policies haven't led to reductions in gun violence, even after being in place for several years. They used some RAND Corporation metadata of 18 different gun control policies and found uh, that in some cases gun violence was reduced where universal background checks were imposed in other places where no such restrictions were put in place, uh, crime went down on its own. Well, here's the thing. You know, we talked about these red flag laws and this shooter
2: at the FedEx facility in Indianapolis never appeared before a judge for hearing under Indiana's red flag law even after his mother called police last year to say her son might commit suicide by cop. The Marion County prosecutor said authorities did not seek such a hearing because they did not have enough time under the law's restrictions to demonstrate definitively that Brandon Scott Holes propensity for suicidal thoughts, something they would need to have done to convince a judge that Hole should not be allowed to possess a gun. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, this individual was taken and treated by medical professionals, and he was cut loose and was not even prescribed any medication, Mears said. The risk is if we move forward with the red flag process and lose, we have to give that firearm back to the person, and that's not something we were willing to do. So there you see the problem. They didn't want to give him back the gun, but they did nothing to stop him from buying two from new
1: ones. buying more guns. Well, within the law, everybody did everything according to the law. Nobody did anything else legal there until the day of the Well, shooting. if I may quote Gilbert and Sullivan, if that are the law, the law are an ass. All right. <laughs> thank you. Lance, thank you so much for calling in.
5: Okay, well, there's two um, big ones. Of course, one is with the InstaCheck. check Everybody that fails it that was a felon should go to jail for it, three to five years, according to the book, but nobody does. They never even adjudicate it.
1: Yeah, very few.
5: Oh, okay. Another one is let's say an individual decides to make a shotgun more handy to put under your coat, you know, to go rob, uh, and make mayhem, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, they go in there and they rob, let's say, a little liquor store, they have this gun. Now, that sawed-off shotgun, by law, should put you in jail for 10 blooming years. It's a violation of the 1934 NFA Act, right? So it's the first thing they will plead bargain away when they go to uh, persecute the guy who had uh, committed the robbery.
1: Who had the sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. And when they have... Well, probably it, because won. of that onerous jail time, you know, th- this way the the guy will get out at you know, X number of years, let's suppose they, they have somehow faith that he's going to be reformed, he or she's going to be reformed. Then yeah, get rid of the uh, lengthy jail terms so that you you can get out in X number of years.
5: Yeah, well, no, they plead bargain practically the whole thing away. Matter of fact, years ago in Richmond, we put on a a real campaign to make sure that anybody that used the gun would be prosecuted, and it had a really good effect on the amount of crime that was going on. But then that was when <laughs> Virginia was ruled by Republicans. And as soon after that, uh, they changed the politics down there. All that was a thing of the past. Matter of fact, the bails were reduced, and it was just a, well, almost, not quite like New York City. They don't even have bail anymore.
2: Do Isn't they? there a five-year five-year mandatory um, add-on to a sentence if you're convicted for a gun crime in some states, or is that national?
5: Oh, in some states, it is. But it's hardly ever enforced.
2: But it's mandatory. You don't have a choice if it's mandatory.
1: Yeah, I think that those are enforced in Pennsylvania. We've seen jury trials happen here locally where um, the individual jurors weren't actually even told of the mandatory penalty that goes with a gun crime because they wanted the jury to be objective and to not be worried about penalties, just convict based on robbery, no robbery you know, uh, theft, no theft, and, and to do that without thinking, well, guess what? There's a five-year add-on if a gun is used in the commission of a felony. Or, you know, it's for example, that's not the exact wording, but that's pretty close.
5: Well, really, in New York Cities where I am real familiar with different cases, you know, that were uh, adjudicated that way. That's what I'm going on. Okay. Now, I never knew that Pennsylvania, well, I knew Pennsylvania supposedly had this, but, uh I'm not sure how much it's really enforced.
1: Oh, I don't think do they do have a sense. choice. I, I think it is. The judge adds it on without compassion. So I, I guess wow. it would be feasible to um, plea away the, uh, you know, to have the cops drop the charges on something that would require, you know, to drop the firearm related offense, like armed robbery, that kind of thing, drop that in favor of felony theft, you know, if they wanted to you know, reduce, to plea away some of that. Or if somebody was cooperating with the investigation
2: and they wanted to give one guy a break and pin it all on somebody else, they f- do that quite often, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. we're saying there should be no no uh, plea bargains anymore. We no should exceptions. take everybody to trial and persec- uh, pro- <laughs> prosecute <laughs> them, not persecute them, prosecute them to the right. fullest
1: extent of the law. Well, Then why even have courts? <laughs> Just arrest people and put them in jail for f- three to well, five? Well, you still have to determine whether or not they're guilty. <laughs> Well, but if you have a mandatory crime and you, you caught the guy coming out of the bank with a handgun, that's what do you need a jury for that for? <laughs> yeah.
2: Now you're beginning to sound like uh, Derek Chauvin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Lance, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead.
5: Well, it's just that uh, we need to uh, really enforce what we have really hard and see what happens. Okay. That's my whole idea. Because really all you're going to do doing it with gun prohibition is the same thing it did with alcohol prohibition. It became a giveaway to organized crime.
2: nobody's seriously talking about prohibition all the way across the board, but I think there has to be something we can do that tends to keep us a little bit safer and at least gives us a fighting chance against these wild people and mentally deranged people who want to go out and kill others.
5: Well, one thing, though, that Europe does have is uh, good uh, mental health uh, stuff. If a person has a problem we try to provide a solution but it seems like with uh, the hipaa laws and things the way it is that folks are uh, quite hesitant to say that somebody is mentally deficient
1: all right let's ban hipaa yeah <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. we got you, Lance. Thank you thank so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Bye. we'll go back to open phones during the nine a.m. hour. We're talking about gun laws. We, but have, we have to talk about Maxine Waters and the judge in the Chauvin case. All right, we'll be we'll we'll do that. You're listening to News Radio 1070, Double K OK, Sunbury, Double OK News. Time it is now nine a, nine a.m.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across me. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer. He's superlative and nobody's superlative than Mr. Rob Center, our great producer on the other side of the glass. We appreciate that. Uh, we have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. We would love to hear from you. Uh, make Rob busy on the last hour of his on the mark production this week. He's got the rest of the week off as he enjoys some well-deserved day off, so go ahead and call us, 1-800-795-9565, that's 1-800-795-9565, and On the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, you can check them out at sunburymotors.com, and you can email us at onthemark at WDKOK.com, or you can text us at 70236, we very much would love to have you signed up for text Connect. it's to your advantage, and we'll take more commerce, it's an opportunity for you to go to wkok.com under the connect with us banner. Sign up for Connect, and we would send uh, bulletins to your cell phone or pager, and it's uh, just a few a month, maybe a half a dozen or so. Closed roads, National Weather Service warnings, AccuWeather weather weather warnings, breaking national or local news, dead celebrities, you name it, we uh, send you the updates uh, at a convenient time for you. We don't wake you up at 2 in the morning and say uh, that Joe won the Nobel Prize for broadcasting or anything, but we probably will someday, but uh, we wouldn't do that at that time. We wait till five o'clock when Joe gets up. I'm up at three thirty. Three thirty, okay. I just want to give you a chance to say that. <laughs> All right. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about common sense measures and gun laws that would make us safer. (laughs) And guess what? This is going to sound strange on this show. We don't have agreement on what would make us safer. It's strange. All right. So we'll take your uh, call on this topic. 1-800-795-9565. We have some emails and texts, and uh, we'll be reading those on the radio shortly. In the news today, there were over 100 more active cases of COVID-19 at Bucknell University lately, and 6,000 new cases reported statewide over two days in their dashboard Monday. Bucknell had an additional 14 students with the virus, with 99 active cases, 97 in students, and two among faculty and staff. So far this semester, 479 students have had the disease. 61 percent of the university's isolation spaces is in use, so they got a lot of roommates quarantined there. So that's going to University has six new cases on campus. There's now 16 students and three faculty members with coronavirus on the campus of Bucknell. Local cases, just 57 cases over two days, so always the weekend slowdown in those numbers. As for vaccinations, about 1,500 uh, people got their jab over the past uh, two days. All's well with the vaccine rollout at Evangelical Community Hospital. No impact from the Johnson & Johnson pause, says Vice President of Physician and Clinic practices. Brian Wolf says the hospital hasn't been receiving allocations of the J&J vaccine.
5: As a vaccine provider, we have security of vaccine week to week. So we continue to push out schedules and to continue to appoint people further out through this month and into May. So really today, there really isn't a concern for vaccine insecurity.
1: Wolf says that the hospital's main allocation is primarily Pfizer and an increase of 1,200 doses are received week to week from the state after experiencing high call volume. He says they're on top of it now and accepting more appointments. At Evangelical Community Hospital, you can hear his sunrise interview at WKOK.com. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf has received his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. He released the information on Twitter Monday morning. The governor announced he received his shot at the Family First Clinic in York. As he's indicated before, he wanted to wait until everybody was eligible before he sought to make an appointment through the normal channels to get his vaccine. He's one of these people people that does not budge ahead of other people. Unlike Governor Cuomo. Right. Well, many, many, many other people have budged ahead of other people if they uh, are a suit of some sort. You may have heard or seen police activity in downtown Sealand's last Friday. That was the arrest of 36-year-old Aaron Gray of Ashland, wanted by the U.S. Marshals Service. He tried to run from them, but was captured with the help of state police. Pittsburgh man busted in Northumberland County, Point Township. State police arrested 31-year-old David Griffin after he tried to flee from police. After driving erratically, they say he showed signs of impairment. This should make you happy, Joe. Mr. Lou Barletta, the Trump-backing former congressman and immigration hawk, according to the Associated Press, is considering another step toward possibly running for governor of Pennsylvania in 2022. Formed a political action committee to start the money raising so you can start sending your checks. Barletta told the Associated Press a month ago he was considering running for governor. You think I he'd think make- Lou would be a great governor. Oh, brother. All right. And finally, uh, the president of the United States of America went on Twitter to say all Americans can now get vaccinated against the coronavirus. There's enough enough vaccine for anyone over the age of 18. The CDC says more than half of Americans have already received one dose so far. And a third of American adults are fully vaccinated. As for the Johnson & Johnson pause, Dr. Fauci says we uh, should have more guidance by the end of the week. I guess they're saying there'll be some restrictions on that or some advisories associated with it. All right, we have been talking about common-sense measures in gun laws that would make us safer. Joe, all the way down here. Oh, there Send for my Yahoo account. You want me to
2: read that? <laughs> okay. Uh, I sent stats from 2017 a few weeks ago. Out of 112,000 people that lied on registrations, I guess seeking a gun, 12 were prosecuted. Why new laws? Right. Well, where was that? I mean, I, I don't think it was around uh, this, here. We,
1: we had a great... Uh, Send that again if you would, uh, sir. And uh, we got that a couple weeks ago. We did read some of it. I do recall that. Plus, we forwarded it to ourselves. And this one. Then
2: Tom says, Stan is amazing. He's probably one of the righties that think banning abortion will stop abortions. But no gun laws will work. Amazing.
1: (laughs) All right. We've got righties and lefties calling in. Jim, are you a righty or a lefty?
2: A uh, righty. Okay, and g- thank
1: sometimes you. sometimes
6: I can uh, even use my left.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant politically, but either way. Either way.
6: Good, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Mark and Joe, if I lived in a sanctuary city, you'd have to leave me back out. And uh, you can go to Geysers or Longshot, and you can buy a 45, 410 revolver made by Taurus or Smith & Wesson. And it shoots a shotgun, three-inch shotgun shell. And uh, like Lance is saying about a sawed-off shotgun, well, there's no better than like a forty five, 410. And also, like Joe Biden was saying, uh, he's going to outlaw 50-caliber guns. Well, you can buy a 50-caliber ri- uh, rifle. You can buy a 50-caliber Revolver, and when did you ever see a 50 caliber in trouble?
1: Wait, wait, (laughs) you lost me. Well, I have a 50 caliber, but it's a muzzleloader, so I don't think that counts. But uh, in any event, um, yeah, okay, yeah. There's all kinds of good guns out there. What, what's your the main thrust of what you're saying, Jim? Is what
6: Uh, Smith and Wesson's makes a 50 caliber revolver. Uh, a
4: car but how, but how does makes that? makes
2: a 50 caliber revolver,
6: the biggest, finest revolver. Well, how does that make us and safer? Uh, <laughs> how does that make us
2: safer from gun violence? Well, or just out of curiosity. You're
1: carrying it, maybe.
6: <laughs> so, uh, uh, to me, uh, when these people are talking about outlawing outlaw on this one and the outlaw on that one, well, then you get a good uh, hunting slingshot or <laughs> a la or a crossbow.
1: And Adelaide. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Really appreciate the call. You yeah. imagine you Good can't, can't carry a concealed crossbow, can you? I think that'd be pretty obvious. No, they're, they are pretty small. They would fit are under they? an overcoat now. They're getting smaller. But uh, in any event, Carl's next up. Thank you, sir, for waiting. You're on the mark.
7: Good morning. Uh, this question goes to Joe. I, you know, I was listening to you. What laws, Joe, do you think we need on the books to protect the people of Chicago that we don't already have. That's, I, I'm a little confused there.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know of any yeah, laws no. that are going to add to their protection, but there seems there must be something. Can we accept the fact that so many people in all our major cities, including young people, are killed with guns? Almost every weekend. I mean, it just seems to me that there ought to be something we can do to stop the carnage. It seems to me that the uh, the and uh, many of them are are black people. Uh, if you look at the statistics, unfortunately, you know I would like to see as much outrage about this coming from people as I do about the uh, the occasional and terrible uh, incidents of black men being killed by white police officers when they're unarmed or have some kind of you know problem. I'd like to see us have a society. Where guns were legal, and yet they were not in the hands of people who are criminals. I don't know how we achieve that. I wish if I did, I'd be president.
7: Is your your whole stick uh, protecting lives? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so there's more people killed in car accidents every weekend than there are with guns. So are we going to reduce the speed limit to 20 miles an hour so nobody gets killed in a car accident
1: that doesn't people's lives? No, but I'll tell you what, every year, every week, every moment, the car companies are working on making things safer. The government's working on making them safer and successfully doing so. So that's a perfect example where changes in laws and changes in manufacture and changes in behavior, changes in highways have made people safer. So gun laws but are the same way.
7: But don't you think we need to change people, sure. the
2: laws? How do we do that? You
7: know, well, you know, I think it comes down to if you look at statistics uh, in the and and not picking on the black community, but if you look at seventy-five percent of the black community don't have fathers.
1: I'm so, not certain about that you know, percentage. But, well, the the whole—that's well, obvious. It's a societal issue, and you need to start when people, when Chicagoans it's, it's, are young. But it's yeah, also it, a mental exactly. health issue. I don't
7: see. But when when they come out and they say, "Well, we want to ban assault rifles," I think that's one of the, the silliest things. I actually did an example at church camp last summer. I took along one of my AR-15 on the 22 platform, and I took along what's called a Ruger ten twenty two. Now, the Ruger looks like a plain, wooden stock hunting rifle. And the AR is your black rifle that, you know, looks menacing. And I asked the kids, and 90% of the kids that are at our camp are city kids. And I said, which one of these is more dangerous? <laughs> and every one of them pointed to the black rifle. And I put the clip in the black rifle, and I shot 25 shots out of it. Boom, 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 boom. But then I picked up the clip for the wooden rifle that looked very common. And I shot the same 25 shots in the same amount of time, so it has nothing to do with an assault weapon. And it's, it's the same thing if you look, if you're knowledgeable about guns, the Remington uh, 740 is a semi-automatic deer 30 uh, odd six. So if I put the 25-round clip in that, it, it makes it an, a semi-automatic, you know, assault rifle, according to Joe Biden. So there's there's no, there really isn't such thing as an assault rifle. It's just one is black. One is brown, one has plastic stock, one has wooden stock. They're all going to do the same thing. So if they ban the assault rifle, eventually they're going to say, well, we banned the assault rifle, now we have to ban these other guns too because they do the same thing.
2: All right. But I'm not calling for the ban of any particular firearm. And I understand that people enjoy shooting off those guns. Apparently you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. You did it in a responsible way. You didn't kill anybody, didn't harm anybody. Maybe you provided a reasonable lesson for the kids that uh, were at your camp. But the problem we have still is that not everybody behaves that way. And mental health wise, I mean, I don't think you can say that people are in gangs are insane, but maybe they are. You know, how do we stop these gangs in these major cities? We're letting people stream across our southern border. We're letting, um, what is it, what's the name of that gang that they all say they belong to down there, MS-13, I right, believe it okay, is. Right. Yeah, we're, we're allowing these things to go on, and we're not stopping them. Maybe the legislation we need should be addressed at those problems. I don't know. But I just hate no, to I, see so many young people I, being killed every weekend.
7: Well, I, I, I agree with that, but don't take and create laws that go against the law abiding citizen. Don't try to take away our guns because you have people in the cities that are abusing. Those guys aren't going to the gun store and filling out the federal background checks. They're buying them on the street. So, you know, don't uh, create laws that are going to restrict me, you know, a law abiding citizen, from being able to protect myself because you have people in the city that are uh, going against the law.
2: I buy that. I believe laws should be enforced or taken off the books. I believe that we shouldn't allow illegal immigrants to be in this country. Now I understand the Biden administration doesn't want us to refer to them as illegal immigrants. They've given us a whole series of other names to refer to them as. But, you know, we don't enforce those laws. Apparently we don't enforce all the laws relative to guns and gun safety in this country. You know, if, we, if we're going to be serious about addressing the issues we have, then we need to we need to enforce the laws we put on the books to control them or else get rid of them if they're not doing the job.
7: No, I agree with that totally.
1: Well there we ended on an up note. All right, thank you so Absolutely. much, Carl. Anything else, no, thank Carl? You guys. Thanks, yeah, th- yeah, Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Carl. All right, 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. Uh, this would right be right here. Joe, when criminals are in possession of firearms and get arrested and charged,
2: when the plea deal is struck, which is how the majority of criminal cases are adjudicated, the gun charges are usually the charges that are removed in the deal. Possession of the firearms in the commission of a crime is a felony and have mandatory federal sentences.
1: Enforce those sentences that will take the criminals out. Out of society. 100% factual information. Thank you, Stan, for that. We'll take more comers on the gun topic. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We have a number of other texts and an email that relates to the, these and other topics, so we'd love to hear from you electronically. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wdkok.com. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, enjoying a vibrant discussion about common sense changes in gun laws that would not make us safer in the minds of our good listeners. So we appreciate their uh, vocalizations today and textualizations and emailifications. So keep them coming. You
2: know, oh, that's one part of the problem. But, you know, Maxine Waters represents the other part of the problem. What? De- demanding, in effect, that the jury find Derek Chauvin guilty or, in effect, threatening to burn down the community, even the judge in the case. Uh, he denied the motion for a mistrial, but he pointed out that they certainly, her comments had certainly given the defense something to appeal in the event he's convicted. <laughs> he
1: but I, now, one of our make a note, please make a note of it.
2: And one of our uh, texters says, "Question: I wonder if it's appropriate for the president to call the Floyd family as the jury is beginning deliberations, as reported on CBS News. I guess it could be okay, but should it be on the network news now? Could influence jurors' deliberations? So if we believe well, it." Just, no. If we believe in our justice system, we shouldn't be jury tampering. Maxine Waters shouldn't be saying, find him guilty or else we're going to stand out here in the streets. I love it. You know, Don Lemon and all these commentators are saying, well, she didn't really call for violence. But she said, increase the confrontation. Now, they're already burning things and looting stores. So <laughs> yes, how do we increase the, the
1: confrontation without getting violent? Well, and I think they're going to, there's going to be a lot of trouble no matter what the verdict is. This is the outcome of a lot of tension that's been building up over over the well, summer and the winter, and first
2: degree murder. He wasn't
1: even charged with that, so the jury can't possibly <laughs> find him guilty of first degree. She murder. said they sh- He should be found guilty of first degree murder. Yes. like he premeditated and said, "Okay, I'm going out there. I have my knee ready." And uh, the first time I see Mr. Floyd, I mean, I'm assuming it's victim. Anybody, perhaps? Uh, well, I think it's victim-specific, isn't it? First degree murders when you're gunning for somebody in particular or anybody. Well, if you if I set
2: out intentionally to kill any human. being, Bean, and I plan it, and I don't care who it is, it's
1: no first-degree murder. I think that's second. But anyway, okay, well, regardless, um, it certainly is an open and shut case that it's a a guilty yeah. verdict is appropriate there. The, the issue is which it, of those first levels. First degree.
2: If I lie in wait somewhere, I'm going to kill somebody. I lie in mm-hmm. wait. I get the gun. I buy the gun. I get the ammunition.
1: And you want something myself, from it. I conceal myself. I conceal myself. And it's a robbery and you're going to do. And you walk do. by me and I shoot you and kill you. That's first degree And murder. then take the money. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Uh, Mike, thank you for waiting. You're on the mark.
8: Yeah, how you doing? Um, I got that uh, last caller called in and said that uh, 75% of the uh, black people don't have fathers. I thought that was pretty uh, racist and uh, surprised, Mark, that you didn't uh, pick up on it. Um, I'm thinking that uh, basically everybody has a father that's concurrently alive, unless you're like a test tube uh, child or something like that there.
1: But I think the conversation was about uh, active fathers in Chicago in the home when kids are being raised is the context. I mean, that sentence you pulled out might be accurate, but the context is uh, referencing uh, young people and particularly young men who run into issues in Chicago uh, with gangs and so on. And uh, I thought my brain heard fifty percent, but you might you could be right. I wasn't listening all that carefully as you've asked. You said seventy five okay, all right, so well, then maybe that's yeah, well, i said i I said I wondered where he got that number because I never heard okay. that.
8: Yeah, but the gentleman mentioned that he was a, a church-going individual or something about the church camp or something. Uh, I think that the, um, the breakdown of the family is the problem, um, and probably historically, uh, black people have uh, not had the uh, the upbringing that uh, a lot of the uh, of us uh, white uh, what do you call it the white privileged individuals have had, and there is there's history to go uh, that I cannot uh, opine on, but. Um I think that it's happening throughout our uh young community that, that the whole breakdown of the family you can see um, there's a lot of people now that uh in years ago if they were if they were married there's there's people that are having kids without being married uh, for um, in any community now that you can find so I think that there was I, I'm sorry that uh, you know, that just kind of lit me up. This is my first time calling that uh, I listen to you guys from uh, I'm I'm living h- down here in Delaware County. I was born and raised right outside of Philadelphia here and um, uh, very much uh, waiting for the uh, the verdict. And uh, I actually uh, think that uh, unfortunately or fortunately, as the case may be, that uh, you could probably find the uh, the police officer, uh, former police officer, as being not guilty for um, the second degree uh, uh, charge. And that's going to be a problem for everybody. And unfortunately, uh, uh, we're all going to suffer for uh, what that individual did. It's a shame.
1: Well, well I, I look. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I was just going to say. First of all, thanks for listening from Delaware County. Do you have any ties to our area, or you just love a fabulous talk show when you hear one? when
8: I hear one, I'll let you know. You're right. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, uh, no, I. Uh, you walked
2: into that one, Mark. Uh,
8: to, I, I'm very fortunate that my wife and I have a house up in the beautiful. Uh, Central Susquehanna Valley and hope to retire up
2: there. I got you. Incidentally, here's the number. I'm reading this off the Census Bureau. It found that a majority of, oh, great, every time I do this, it keeps showing me an ad. Um, See if I can get back to it here real quick. Just as well. Here it is. they have found a majority of the seventy three point seven million American children under the age of 18 live in families with two parents a decrease from eighty eight percent in 1960 of those fifty point seven million children living in families with two parents and it keeps giving me this lousy ad well the point is that well, it's anyway. not it's not that many it's like sixty nine percent not seventy five look it down that, by race did
8: that, did, did that uh, I'm sorry. uh, Here it is. Here it
2: is. Broken down by race, however, the statistics show stark differences. The percentage of white children under 18 who live with both parents almost doubles that of black children, according to the data. While 74.3 percent of all white children below the age of 18 live with both parents, only 38.7 percent of African American minors can say the same.
1: Live with both parents. And that's Chicago.
8: 38 percent as opposed to. uh,
2: so, but uh, that would be 60 uh, percent, roughly 60 percent of black families don't have a father, where 38.7 percent do in the, through, in the U.S. In the so U.S. That, so that
8: would be Joe, that would be don't have a fire father that's living with them.
2: Well, that Correct. right, right, single family It so doesn't,
8: doesn't necessarily mean that the father's not uh, a part of their family. And, At and, all.
1: Yep, that's no. true. I mean, I, yep, that's not there.
8: Especially the way that this society is now with all the divorce and whatnot, uh, the one person. Uh, household is more prevalent and then you have that the father might have the kids on the weekends and stuff like that
2: there. What well, goes on...
8: really have evolved since the 60s, is what you're saying. Right?
2: It, go, it goes on it's to say true. that instead, more than one-third of all black children in the United States under the age of 18 live with unmarried mothers, compared to 6.5% of white children. The figures reflect a general trend during the 1960-2016 to 2016 period. The percentage of children living with only their mother nearly tripled from 8 to 23%, and the percentage of children living living with only their father, increased from 1% to 4%. So. All So,
1: right. Thank you so much for the you're call, right, Mike. You're right. It's, it's, really Mike, it's a problem. Thanks yep. for calling. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Justin. Take care. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Last caller before a quick break.
9: Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, I grew up with guns made basically my whole life, and on the farm, we used them as tools. First, we enjoyed hunting, putting meat on the table. All summer long, we had to get rid of the groundhogs. My dad hated them. They dug holes in alfalfa field, in the hay field. You hit them with the tractor, you could damage the tractor. So we used them all the time as tools but today what's changed they use them against each other more than as tools and back then we grew up with the moral code we had the word of god in the school and more people had the living word as their savior so we had a lot different attitude Towards other human life than they do right now. So my answer is: we is the Word of God needs to be honored a lot more than it has been. Instead, it put aside, not allowed, hardly any place, even not allowed to be talked about in society anymore. So that's our problem.
1: Well, our society has a a wide range of issues. That may be one of them, but uh, honestly, I think we have a lot going on (laughs) in addition to that in our schools and in our world. Uh, Of course, church attendance, I think we're below 50% now of people who say they're part of a church. And the nuns group is growing, not the Catholic nuns, but individuals who say, as for religion, they have none. Um, that, That group is growing. But I think our society is changing in a wide range of areas. I wouldn't say that's the heart of the matter. That may be a symptom uh, you know, or one of the uh, issues that pops up from it. We know that people have the opportunity to participate in a Christian school if they so choose, but Christian schools aren't immune to. Uh, issues and illegalities and uh, or shootings for that matter, so uh, it isn't just public schools but i th- and, uh, but I think any child anywhere has the opportunity to pray to themselves anytime they wish, and uh, they sh- can certainly read the Bible anytime they wish, except in class, I suppose when you're supposed to be paying attention so I understand what you're saying you know I think the, the lack of religiosity certainly isn't benefiting us, but that's uh, hardly the cause of issues that we're talking about, probably more of a symptom, says Lawrence.
10: Uh,
9: the symptoms, what you see going on with the, all the shootings, that's the symptom. The heart of the matter is we kicked the word of God out of every place. We We kicked it out of the public school, which it was in when I was a youth and it did us all great we were still a better society back then than we are now
1: well as long as you were a christian it was great but to individuals who in your class may not have been christians or may have been jewish or some other religion i would suspect that they found that to be not great
9: i never heard one complaint back in the day that we shouldn't have the scripture you have to take out of it what you want to do you don't you know you it teaches lessons other than Christianity in there you can learn a lot and not even uh, get that out of it if you don't interpret it that way you're allowed to read that book and it's gonna it's gonna lead you in a way it's going to be proper.
2: Well, what about the Koran? The, the Quran tells a good story, too. Should we allow that right. to be read?
9: Uh, well, I have it. I don't. I read it. Uh, I got it because I wanted to know what they said.
1: Well, if we it, have Muslim kids in the school. now it
9: different. Te- now, <laughs> in there, you kill your, your enemy. You don't. Uh, love your anime. i think
1: you find the old difference. testament is pretty violent yeah that's just the, my old testament, testament, the old testament my killing a lot of people
9: we as christians we try we would try to reach out to a muslim we wouldn't try to kill him, but but yeah that's the problem and as long as we keep fighting against the word of god we're not going
4: to
2: yeah, anywhere, in but all but honesty, downward. I don't think the word of God are, enters into a gangbanger shooting a kid or over a drug deal in Chicago, and I, and I don't think you're going to convince them that by accepting right. God it's that they're too, going to it be might better. Might
9: be too late for them, but it's our fault. Why
2: that they
9: became that way because. they didn't have a chance so
2: you think if they had allowed bible reading in the schools that none of these gangbangers would be gangbangers and they wouldn't have they wouldn't be on a life of crime you think that would have that would have all gone away
9: not all of it but a good bit of it it would we'd be living in a lot different society if we honored the word of god we'd be living a lot different than we are now we wouldn't have these problems but what I about people who don't believe? In, what
2: about people who don't believe in God? They would still be out there committing you know, the crimes.
9: Back in the day, when I was in school, I might have knew of one atheist, and that's about it. That one declared atheist, and we couldn't believe it. What is the matter with that gentleman? <laughs> but back then, we all had a belief in a super power being, and and we had a general respect for authority because of the Word of God, which is today there's no respect for authority like there was, and there's no respect for the Word of God, which I have laying right here in my lap.
1: Okay, All right, if, we got, we, you, Dan. got you, Dan. Thank you so Thank much you. for we calling in. Good. Have a good Why one. I open it. Take, it, take care.
2: Have yep. a good day. Yep, you guys have a great... Right, you too.
1: Thank All you right. so much, Dan. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. I feel you're going to talk to me about vehicles. We we are talking about uh, common sense changes in gun laws that would not make us safer. We'd love to hear your view on this uh, topic. We're talking about society in general, and are there any gun laws that would help uh, enforcing existing laws? Seems to be a through line. One of our good listeners sent us a USA Today editorial, so we can read a, read a little bit of that. So we would just love to cover that ground. But I want to tell you about an F-150 that uh, I have I was ordered, right. and it's going to be on the way shortly. So $44,000 this vehicle is, uh, but i tell you what, it is just packed full of high-tech features, including the little drone that flies over you all the time. It tells you what everybody's doing all the way around you. It's the 360-degree camera package. What it really has is uh, cameras that are on the side mirrors and on the front visor and a couple of them on the rear tailgate in that area so that when you want to know about uh, how far you are from the curb or when you're trying to back up a trailer and you want to know how to do it or uh, you're trying to see uh, is there a car in your blind spot uh, over on the left or the right, uh, you can see it on the camera package. It's a 360-degree camera package. It also has the tow technology package and integrated trailer brake controller. So if you're going to be hauling it down the highway, of course, you're going to need that. That has hill holds so that the vehicle doesn't drift forward or backwards when you're on a hill. But also, you can put it on all holds so it never drifts forward whether you're at an intersection or in your driver or anywhere, and it's just a super truck. It is a ton of truck packed into a great price, and guess what? Gets the same gasoline mileage as my Ford Ranger does, 19 in the city and 24 on the highway, and I know how to stretch a gallon of gas, and I'm going to be doing that with the EcoBoost and the Start-Stop technology, so do as I've done on repetitive occasions. <laughs> Order an F-150 from the Sunbury Motor Company, and enjoy true happy motoring sunburymotors.com all right, welcome back to the KOK okay, Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. As for uh, laws that uh, could be enforced uh, but don't work, here's an example of a law that needs to be changed, perhaps, right there, Joe.
2: The FedEx shooter is a failure of the system, the same system that the left wants everyone to rely on for their safety. Yeah, their
1: red flag is uh, uh, not as strong as it could be, I guess, or needs to be altered. More or more like a something needs pink to give flag. Their, <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right, they had the red flag gone, but it w- wasn't uh, adequate to protect anybody under those circumstances. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Go right ahead.
10: Good morning. I'm going to review the program if I can. Uh, Stan was on earlier, and he says there are no laws that can be, can help uh, with the gun violence. And I say, because people drift through stop signs all the time, what is the reason for a stop sign if we don't? Enforce that law. Yeah, but and the difference is I'd that. Say s- we should just stop when we want to and go when we think it's safe.
1: Yeah, but then the difference would be is it fair to impose a stop sign law that requires everyone to do something more onerous than what they're doing now? Would that really help? Or would the people who drift through stop signs continue to do so?
10: That's that's a very philosophic or a (laughs) syllophistic
1: But the stop sign is only enforced if there
2: happens to be a police officer sitting there looking at it. Otherwise, it's it's not enforced. That's
10: true with the gun laws, too. But the next thing you talked about, uh, you tried to bring up uh, uh, Maxine Waters, and I wanted to speak for at least this leftist that I think she really made a horrible mistake. And I'm glad you're outraged by it. However, I remember when the, at that time, candidate uh, for President uh, Trump said the five guys in Central Park who killed the girl should be just dragged off to jail and taken to the gas chamber and done in. Of course, they were innocent. And I was outraged by that, although I didn't notice that outrage on the right
2: Side. Well, I was outraged by it. I watched the documentary about their trial. I mean, you can't watch that and not be upset. You oh, know, I, I I didn't like President Trump's comments either. On the, I don't think that, uh, uh, you know, he actually incited a riot any more than Maxine. I doubt seriously that Maxine Waters actually wants people to commit crime. I don't think she's that bad or that.
1: But did candidate Trump influence know, the but jury? She's a
10: black woman and she's mad because there are so many killings, as I said the other day. But that's not what she's talking
2: about, then. She's talking about one specific one, and she's saying to the jury, you've got to find this man guilty. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong but with what she is, said.
10: That just didn't pop up. She's had a lifetime of watching her brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, and your brother and sisters uh, die at the hands of of a policeman. Are you aware,
2: Than, are you aware that policemen shoot more and kill more white people every year by far than blacks?
10: There are a lot more of us around, But the,
2: All right, so are you outraged by that? I don't remember you calling in the program I'm to complain outraged,
10: about it. I'm outraged by, well, I want to first find out exactly how many white males are killed by a cop at a traffic stop. And I don't find that to be a huge amount. But the last thing is, our friend Dan wants us to be a theocracy. And I want him to look around the world and see how theocracies actually go, and I don't think he'd be happy with it.
1: Where you force everybody to have the same religion, right?
10: Well, or it's a, uh, a national religion you know it can't be a natural religion in this country in this country because we have the freedom of religion and I'd hate to think that I started to think like some of the preachers you have on the air every day or two because I don't agree with that and I don't think their god or my god would have believed would agree with what they are saying.
2: You have your own personal God? We don't all, we all? No, I don't know that about was, that. I'd like I to think there's, there's, there's only there's, one.
10: <laughs> there's one? Well, which one is it?
2: Oh, I personally like the sun God.
10: Well, okay. See, a lot of... Uh, I'm only kidding, how, of course. Dan asked how could uh, atheists be who they are, and I have heard the answer to that is being, it's easy. It, we believe in one God less than you do.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right, we got you, Than. Thank you so much.
10: Okay, thank you, you, and have a good day.
1: You are well, Than. You still there?
2: No. Yes. <laughs> you you are a Quaker, no. do You 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 often talk about your Quaker origins. Don't Quakers believe in God?
10: Oh, many do. You oh, don't? Yes. Oh, absolutely.
2: Okay. But,
10: but it's it's more uh, in the meeting house. It's more ethics and morals, wherever you get them. Okay. All right,
1: we got you. Thank you so. Th- thank you, thanks, sta- than. Appreciate that. Are you there? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, oh, Al, stand by. I guess by. that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> I guess so. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Al's been punished sufficiently, and he's ready to go. Just kidding, sir. You're on the mark. Al?
11: Morning. There we uh, go. This is uh, Al from Nori, and I've been listening to the program today, and I had one uh, switch over to another station, and I got a fresh report on uh, the officer that Trump was uh, given credit for killing on January 6th. Brian Sit- Sitnik, right. he died two, day- t- two days after that. He died on one eight twenty one of a stroke, and that's uh, the all top the latest report on the autopsy, and it had nothing to do with the irritants uh, in the air that day or anything. He died two days after that. So now, do we uh, go ahead and take that only one that got. Killed now is the woman that died from violence that day, and that was from an unnamed cop. So that's the only one from the insurrection that died from violence or a bullet. Was
1: the police officer's death in any way related to the insurrection? No. Well,
2: no. No, they're not certain about that. The report I, I
1: heard they said.
11: Are.
2: That yes, they are. The, report the report I heard. Right the report I heard said that there were contributing factors, and they thought that uh, just the general stress and the, you know the um, what do you call it?
11: Well, everybody was under that stress in Washington.
2: Right, but he had a pre-existing so condition. He had it, a condition it, that made it, it more you know, difficult he, for him.
11: Well, then he was at the end of the road anyway.
2: <laughs> he well,
11: Boy, you year, are. I mean, everybody else handled it, and he's the only one that died from stress. When you that. call in? You're so worried the only about one that died Al. Violently you, in that one that day was the woman.
2: You call a Al. COVID-19 Al,
11: member, a volunteer to our country.
2: Al, you call the program often, and you complain about abortions and people killing babies, and you know what? But you don't seem to have that same compassion for people who have pre-existing health conditions who are older.
11: Well, we all got to die sometimes, Joe. <laughs> well, <laughs> what why? I mean,
2: you don't need to rush to it. Uh,
11: you,
2: <laughs> I'm not, I don't need to rush it, do I?
11: <laughs> no, but uh, there's different ways you can do that, and, you know, people don't si- seem to matter to them if they start killing themselves with cigarettes at 16 or whatever, so why is that my concern?
1: When did you start smoking?
2: Well... You know, you can make that same argument. We <laughs> talked earlier in the program about the young, little younger, eight-year-old girl that was killed in Chicago in gun violence, and her father, who is in critical condition. So, you know, yeah, don't don't we worry about the them too?
11: Fifty rounds in your car at McDonald's.
2: Don't we worry about them? Yeah. Okay. And it all
11: goes back to the other bullet on my notes here, which is even if you don't believe in God and the Bible. You can call it the Good Book, and then out of that, you may get all—you will get all the life lessons that you need to live a moral life and to uh, have a good life.
2: Is that Old Testament it's or New story. Testament? Which which part of that Bible? Because there the Old the Testament New talks Testament. about stoning.
11: The New Testament's a little rough, but they do take eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth the long wrong way too. That's equal justice, equal punishment.
2: How about Leviticus? Uh, where we talk about stoning homosexuals that doesn't sound very peace loving
1: well jesus made really? the same.
2: do not suffer a witch
1: to live that's in there too all right. Thank you, Al. Thanks for calling in. Call back tomorrow, and we'll get to the rest of your good bullet points. We appreciate that. One of our listeners says, hey, Stan, can I have a gun buried with me without a permit? Thanks. We probably so, need a permit. I think you if do you
2: need so. a permit for duck excrement, you need a permit for that.
1: This is WKOK
2: Sunbury. You won't hear that anywhere else.